Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We've got a really cool show in store for you. Today is Dean and I talking about something that every single business owner needs to know in order to grow their business in leaps and bounds over the coming year. And before we get into that, I need to welcome him into the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up on your feet. Give a roaring round of applause to the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, the one, the only, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> there we go. Now, don't stand up if you're driving. <laughs> right. Or, or you know, maybe you're in a Tesla, and so you can at least take your hands off oh, the wheel. Oh, yeah. Just, just throw, like, one leg out the window or something. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh, how you doing, James? I'm great. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Uh, do you, I feel like we should maybe warn the uh, warn the listeners that we both just had a chat before this, and like I feel a little tired today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's why. Uh, that's you know, it's days when you're tired that you can ride in on your noble steed and this just let true. the steed do true. all the work. This is that's- true. This is true. But I'm excited for this show actually because being you know the the early part of a new year, I think it's always good to make sure that you are clear on where the year is going. Make sure you're going to be focused in the right areas. Well, I think just to kind of get into setting the context for this show, yes, we're you know partially into the new year now, right? And this is where I feel like the, this time of year is what separates the men from the boys, right? Oh, that yeah. Everyone before the new year is like, man, I'm going to do all these amazing things in the new year. And then, you know, two weeks in, three weeks in, four weeks in, something like that. Invariably, something happens that somebody didn't expect. And then you get thrown off of your game and you're just like, oh man, what's happening? And so I think what uh, what you and I were talking about is we want to give some real laser focused clarity yes. on what you should be thinking about so that all of the distractions, like those are going to happen. But mm. if you stay focused on these things, then right. you're going to have a much higher chance of hitting your goals, being on track and really enjoying the process at the same time. Yes, indeed. That sounds great. And so I think just to get into it, it, it really comes down to what are what are the levers of growth mm. in your business? And uh, these are the exact things that, that Dean and I have been using in our businesses that I've been working with my clients on to get them prepared. And so we want to talk about the specific areas of focus. And really, I think the first time I was exposed to this was a long time ago from something that, or at least part of this, from something that Jay Abraham had written. And he said, there's really only, there's really only three ways to grow the top line revenue of the business. And the first way is that you have to acquire new customers, right? Indeed. And I think that most, most people understand and recognize that, but we should talk about that anyway. The sure. second way is that you increase the transaction value from each of those customers. And then the third way is you increase the number of times that they purchase from you. So those are like three top line revenue Mm. growth levers 
And let's let's dig into them because I think everybody needs to have some level of focus on those three areas if you really want to right. make a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, um, you know, I, I, I as well, that was where I was introduced to that concept too as well through a video I watched of Jay Abraham. So and I think the, the great thing with that is, is like when you've actually just said that, like even when you were saying it there, it's, you know, I think each one of them is kind of obvious. Like when you say them, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, get more customers that can, can help me grow and this and that. But I think for me personally, before I'd actually heard that, I do think sometimes you can get lost in amongst it all because it does feel like maybe there's tons of things that you can do. But at its core, you're absolutely right. There is just these three things. And I think, like you say, let's, let's dig into them now and talk about it. Yeah, that's right. And so, so that's, the, that's the first thing, just to set the backdrop for this conversation. Mm. And I think that's, that's a very high-level theoretical idea that most people would say, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? But in my experience, where this breaks down is people just see that as a philosophy of some kind and don't actually have a way of implementing that, tracking that and saying, okay, how are we doing with those things? Mm, yeah. And so that kind of, that brings me to my second point, which is this concept of something called OKRs. And OKRs stands for objectives and key results. And this, this is like transformational if you really apply this in your business. And we've applied this in all of my businesses. I've seen my clients applying this and it's, it's so powerful and because of its simplicity. But if you tie your OKRs, at least your revenue OKRs, back to these three levers of growth that we're talking about, that's when I think you really set, set yourself up for massive success. So I'll explain what OKRs actually means, or actually first where it came from. Right. So the company uh, Intel, Andy Grove, who is the CEO of Intel, pioneered sort of this more nimble way of goal setting and management when he was growing Intel called OKRs, Objectives and Key Results. And then one of the guys that worked for him, who's since written a book and took this concept to Google and many other tech companies when they were small, and this is how they organize themselves. And the book is actually called Measure What Matters. If you're interested in reading it, it's excellent. But, but basically what you're saying is, what is our objective? And then what is the key result we're going to use to measure that objective? And so I'll give you an example from, from my business. So Dean, as you know, in 2019, we launched, we launched our first info products. Yeah, right? you did. Launched, yeah, hire, hiring, hiring, firing, managing like a boss and going extremely well. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to grow the number of new customers that we have coming into that, right? So the first, the first lever of revenue growth. And so we say, okay, for the first lever of revenue growth for hiring like a boss, what is our objective? And so we kind of, we kind of zoomed out and we said, our objective is to create massive sales traction from info products in our business. Like that's the objective. So anyone Anyone on my team or anyone who's within earshot of me knows that our one of our top company objectives is to create massive sales traction from info products. Right. It's, it's descriptive. It is simple to understand. It's not confusing. Everybody knows what that, like that kind of has intentional language in there to inspire. It's not just, you know, get sales for info products. We want to create massive sales traction, right? So these objectives should have some gravity to them and and feel and people feel pulled towards them. So that's the first part 
of OKRs is the objective piece. Then we can't just have an objective without knowing, like, how are we going to know whether we hit that objective or not? Sure. Right. We need we need to be able to know. So in our case, we're saying that we want to create massive sales traction from info products, and that's go- we're going to know that we got there when we're doing 300 sales a month of that particular product. Right. Okay. And so, right. So between these two things, objective, create massive sales traction of info products, key result, 300 of those sales. And then there's some other key results that go along with it. Like how much are we paying to acquire a customer? What's our right. cart value? All that sort of thing. But the point is what, what has created laser focus and I think can create a real way of cutting through all of the noise and distraction for, for all of you guys who are listening is to say, if we look at these three levers of revenue growth in the business, and then we have an objective and a key result for each one of those, and then we start tracking towards that, mm-hmm. it becomes so much more likely that we're actually going to stay on track and increase the chance of hitting that goal. Right. Yeah. And, and what I, what I love personally behind this, I think it's, I, th- this is why I love actually doing the show with you, James, and actually treasuring my friendship with you is that I've always been one of those guys that's like, go, go, go on the selling stuff. Like how do we get more customers and how do we sell more stuff? Like I'm the guy that almost creates the madness. <laughs> um, and what you've been able to bring to me personally into our business is then doing the pieces that you've just said. And I can, I can say, Absolutely. When you combine the two, you do have a much more solid foundation with focus, goals, and growth. And um, yeah, so I, I love what you've just said there. I'm actually taking notes myself. I don't want to. I don't want to give you too much of a big head here, but uh. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep my. I'll keep my ego under control. <laughs> right. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. So then, thinking about that framework, and then we say, okay, great. Now let's look at the other drivers of revenue growth. Right. Mm, right. So first it's, okay, we want to get new customers in the door, but then we want to increase the amount of money that the customers spend. Then we right. want to increase the frequency of purchase. Sure. Now we're looking at, now we're now we kind of have a way of taking that really great philosophy and turning it into something that's not only clear and focused, but it's very action oriented. And so mm. we'd say, okay, well, what is the objective that you have for increasing the amount of money that people spend with you? Right. Right. So then we have an objective for that and key results for that. And then we have an objective for increasing the frequency of purchase, an objective for that and key results for that. And and so those just those three should be considered your top line objectives. Hmm. And now there's a way of kind of putting some language around them and measuring measuring them. And so what we've done is because uh, spreadsheets are one of my love languages, we <laughs> we have <laughs> we have everything in a spreadsheet, and then on a weekly basis on our weekly team call, we're looking at how we're doing against our key results for each of those objectives. Right, and that that this as well, I suppose, like this structuring things in this way and having this focus on these these plans and these goals around these three main levers, like this also does support this side of things as well, doesn't it? Because I think a lot of times, and I've been, I've been the same with this, as I started growing my team, I've, I've had to really learn my way through, like, well, how should a meeting be structured? What are these? Because you hear people having like, oh, we have these daily things and these weekly things and these monthly and quarterlies. And like, when I first started doing this stuff, I'm like, I don't really get what we're supposed to say every time here or what we're here to talk about. But, you know, bringing this structure in also gives the focus for the whole team, doesn't it? 
Completely. And, and I think what, what I like about it too is on everyone's leadership journey, early on, I think there's this concept of I, I have people who are working for me so that I can tell them what to do and they can just get things done for me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and, I th- and I think that from what I've seen and, and certainly in my own experience early on, that was very true. Right. Right. Where I'm like, okay, I, I need somebody to book my travel or I need somebody to, you know, create social media posts for my content or like whatever it is. Right. And, and then it becomes a very sort of just, I don't know, execution related relationship. Sure. And, and as, as, as you go forward on your leadership journey and as your team grows, what I think becomes more important is setting the context for people to contribute towards the goals, right? not necessarily just by what they're doing, mm, but yeah. by how they're showing up and what they're thinking about. And, and I don't, think that you can get the best out of anybody if you're always just having that person do what you're telling them to do. Right. Right. People need to know what are we, what are we shooting for and what are we trying to accomplish? And, and if that's clear enough and if it's simple enough, then you actually get the best out of other people from their ideas and from their, their actual thought and their contribution Beyond just actually getting the task done, you're getting mind share from people that one lets them contribute in a meaningful way. Because I have a I have a core belief that everybody wants to feel purpose in what they do. And right. if you you know we've we've probably all at some point in our lives had a job where we just showed up and we just had to like do a thing. And you know that's okay for a season and it's okay for a little while and it's okay for some people. And that's the way they are. Sure. But I think to get the, the most out of people, if you're like, hey, our objective is to create massive sales traction from info products. This is how we're going to know we're successful. What do you think is the best way for us to get there? Right. And everybody had a contribution to what their thoughts are. And like you say, not all, you don't always have the, uh, the best ideas in your own brain, right? No, you can't. You can't possibly, you can't possibly be, have a, such a big ego to believe that all of the good ideas come from you. I mean, I do have a lot of good ideas. <laughs> all right, you are the you are the one exception, and I totally understand that. But uh, but but I'm certainly not the exception. What what I've realized is I I do believe I have good ideas, but I also believe that other people have great ideas, and we need to, we sure. need to make sure that we are getting the best out of everybody and. Definitely. Part of getting the best out of everybody is giving everybody the focus of where we're going, right? And that's and that's your job as as a leader. And and even in that regard, setting setting our objectives and the key results was not something that I did in a vacuum, right? Like I worked I right. worked that out with the people on my team, and we collectively came to those objectives. We all bought into those objectives. And now we're all working towards those objectives, and yeah. and um, and so there's I mean there's a lot there's a lot of pieces to what we're talking about here, but sure. but at the highest level we're looking at what does the business need, then how do we turn that into an objective, how do we create a key result from that, and then how do we measure that on a consistent basis so that it's in front of us all the time, right, yep. 
So if you're uh, just just so I'm piecing this in my my head as well, let's just say if you've said right, we want 300 sales a month. That's that's the you know the level we've set. You're saying then every week you would be looking at it and saying, did we get 75 new customers in the past seven days? That way we know we're on track. That's right. That's right. And we have we have a thing that says what percentage towards our our objective are we? Sure. And I guess this is a, I guess this is a nice quick way as well of knowing if there's something not working. Yeah. Right. If you if you're just having a monthly goal and then you only look at it once a month, like a whole month's going to have gone past and there might have been a big error. Maybe your order form wasn't working or maybe your ads are down or, or need new new videos or something. And if you've waited a month instead of visiting that, so what you're saying is, yeah, we set the monthly thing and we set all the intention behind it. But then each week we're seeing, did the last seven days contribute the percentage it should have to the plan that we set at the beginning? Is that That's right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And there we go. Every... I'm making sense of you once and for all. It's taken a couple of years, but we got it going on. <laughs> Look at you. You're like, you're like my translator. Right. <laughs> my, my weird British translator. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's exactly right because I want, I want as many course corrections as I possibly can get. In, right. right? And just out just of interest, I'm just going just gonna to throw this at you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, do you uh, would you even look at this on a daily basis, or is that too far because days can fluctuate? Well, I I mean I will look at it on a daily basis. I want to know, you know, how many how many sales from this did we get? What's our number on this? And that's and that's the idea behind having you know a dashboard or something to track those those numbers. But we're not necessarily. I'm not going to make course corrections or judgments on right. on a daily basis because there are fluctuations, and you also have to temper the course corrections and adjustments you make even on a weekly basis to make sure that you're sometimes you need to give things room to breathe. And sometimes sure. you need to cut your losers, right? And so you need to know exactly which is which, but, and that comes from experience and, and judgment, I suppose. But on, sure. on a certain level, I want to be intimately familiar with all of those numbers because those are the numbers that are going to help me hit my objectives. And that's, what's important. Yeah, I heard, no, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I heard a quote recently. And I I can't remember who it was from, but he uh, but he said most information is irrelevant and most effort is wasted, but only the expert knows what to ignore. And Ooh, and I, I thought like. that, I thought that was awesome, and that and that kind of goes to your point that that you're making here, which is you know don't overreact, but don't underreact. Stay engaged, and I think what what this enables you to do is to stay engaged with what's actually going to make the impact in your business. Right. Yep. No, I love that. So one, one or two other things that I, I want to just throw out there. The, there's, there's Throw away, my friend. Throw away. Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to just throw this stuff out there. So are these are good tips. So, so here's what I want to say. So, so objectives can be revenue drivers, right? So right. great. So we want to drive revenue growth, but there could also be objectives about Improving profits, meaning finding ways to create efficiency, save expense, things like that, because that's incredibly important, right? There's just like there's these three drivers of revenue growth that we talked about that came from, most of us know came from Jay Abraham. There's also different ways to grow a business, right? So one is to grow sales. One is to increase profitability. One is to improve cash flow, and one is to improve the actual valuation of the business. And so you've got to be clear what which 
how are we trying to grow the business right now? Mm. And because I'm not, I'm not meaning to suggest the only objectives that you can have are related to new customer acquisition, because at some, at some point, if that's always your only objective, then other things are going to be out of balance and right. and it's not going to work out in the long term. I mean, there are companies that have a lot of customers that go out of business, right? Yeah, I know, I've known several people who have experienced that. So I've seen that firsthand. And it's like, I think it's, I think it's the worst shame possible mm. where you're like, oh man, like you had your messaging right. You had your marketing right. People were buying your stuff and like, here you are, you know, selling things for like pennies on the dollar. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I concur. Yeah. So, so some, some objectives that you might want to set are related to how do we reduce expenses? How do we improve the predictability of our revenue, right? Like that's, that's a big one that would improve the valuation of the company and stability of the company. And so there's, right. it's not like there's infinite categories of objectives, but there's definitely mm. more than just, sure. than just top line revenue growth. Right. Speaking of the speaking of the one of keeping more of your money or something, didn't you? Uh, I might be I might be getting this way wrong, but wasn't it you, James, that said something along the lines of like a dollar made is not a dollar saved or something? Oh something yeah, else. yeah. You I, said something to me once, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, what, gonna, I'm gonna try and remember that, and I failed. <laughs> what? So so here, yeah. So so here's the way to think about it. Some people will just say outrageous things sometimes. I don't know if it's for the publicity or it's because I really believe them, but either way, it's, it, it kind of makes me nuts. But somebody said, you know, don't worry about saving money, just go out and make more. I was like, man, that is, that is really, really poor advice. And, and mathematically, it's poor advice, not just because I think so. And, and here's, here's the justification for it. If, let's just say for argument's sake, you have a 25% profit margin. That means Every $4 that you make, you keep one, right? Right. 25%. Now, if, if I am able to save a dollar in expenses, that means that that's $4 in sales that I didn't have to go out and make in order right. to make, keep that same money. Yeah. And so you get, you get leverage on saving money that you don't necessarily get on going out and making money because you have expenses associated with with running your business, and so one of the fastest ways to grow a business and, and is, or at least the bottom line of a business, is to cut out unnecessary expenses or introduce efficiencies that allow you to get more done with less effort. Right? And that's an that's an incredibly important thing to understand because you get a lot of bang for your buck on doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I tell you, uh, just on that basis as well, as, as well, you, you'll definitely know and some of our listeners. So in 2019, we obviously really started to get to grips with paid ads and, you know, Facebook advertising, things like this. And so I've, I've always had a, a newfound appreciation on my side for money as well and, and not, not wasting it, I guess, and making sure I'm on top of these things. Because even if, uh, this is how I look at it now, is like, even if you only had a two to one return on your ad spend, now all of a sudden, every dollar wasted is really two and more as you compound that and grow. 
you know, so I, I, I tend to look at everything now as what would that mean if I put that into ads instead of didn't, you know, if I didn't go and buy that car, but I put it into ads, what might that mean over three months? And all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to buy that car anymore. <laughs> well, that's, and that's exactly right. And that's why, you know, you see people like Warren Buffett, you know, worth 80 plus billion dollars living in the same house that he's lived in for the last 30 or last 50 years, or I don't even know how long it is, but it's like ridiculous. And he paid, uh, I think when he bought the house, he paid like $30,000 for it or something like that. Right. right. And he's like, why, why would I go and buy, you know, a, a $10 million or $20 million, or whatever. And he can buy whatever he wants. Right. Why would I do that if I could have my money being put to a more productive use? And I, and you know, everybody's got their, you know, their own tolerance for what they want their lifestyle to be. And so I'm not saying, you know, be so frugal to the point where you hate your life. Right. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I would not be like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. And you don't, and you don't have to be, but I think, I think the point of it is having an awareness to make an informed decision and be yeah. deliberate about it as opposed to being haphazard and just thinking that, you know, and not understanding how it actually works. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving what we've spoke about here. So like, I, I think, you know, and the reason we, we, we wanted to really talk about this at this time of the year is because I think, you know, when we look back at one of the, the recent shows we just did and we spoke about, you know, what we got right or what would we, what could we have done better last year? You know, one of the things for me that, that I definitely looked back on was like how I intended to begin the year and go throughout 2019 with, you know, trying to keep things as simple as possible. And unfortunately, along the way, that's not one of the things that I can say I succeeded at massively because I overcomplicated things again. And it's a shame that it happened, but it seems to be something I do have to continually remind myself of. And this, this for me, having this conversation and, you know, this time of year and sitting down with my team at the beginning of of a new year really helps lay these foundations now. And I know, like you said, you know, there's not only three areas that we want to look at, you know, there's a whole, you know, delivery and fulfillment side of things that, that we could obviously have a whole nother show about. But I think at least for me, and I'm sure maybe people listening is if you know, you want to grow the business, let's just put everything else to one side a moment. But if you take on board, like the three core areas, like we've just said, and combine that with what, you, what you've discussed, James, in terms of how we, you know, set the intention and track that on a week on a daily weekly monthly basis in terms of progress even if you only mastered that you know and only got the other stuff just about right you should still come out the back end of this year well don't you think i i agree with that and so stay stay focused on simplicity go from the high level come down see what's important for this year Get your objective set, set a key result. It's not going to be perfect at the beginning. And don't worry about that. It's going to be better than if you didn't do it. And then track that on a regular basis and let us know how you do. We'd really love to find out how, uh, how this has helped you. And in just a minute, we've got to go. But is there any uh, any last words that you want to share with people, Dean, before we do? No, I think, uh, you know, the only thing I want to add, and maybe we, we should have done this in the first show of the year, but uh, just to give everybody a bit of a hint, like James and I have really had a good chat over the past sort of uh, six or eight weeks about this show and kind of where we want to take things. Like we've had an amazing time, haven't we? Like there's no, there's no hiding this. We have a laugh on this show. We, you know, we, we formed this show. There we go. We formed this show initially 
to have a good time, to, you know, to create a podcast that wasn't dull, mundane, boring, but to have fun and to bring some good information to those that would benefit from it. And I think as we've done this over the last couple of years, we really sat down towards the you know, end of last year, beginning of this, and really said like, where do we want to take this? What do we want to do? And the good thing that's come out of that conversation that we can tell everybody is like, we've decided to sort of more than double down on what we're doing with the show. We really want to over deliver the value of this and really get the word out as much as we can. So we appreciate everybody listening. Like we, we hope you subscribe and leave reviews and tell everybody how crazy amazing this show is. But uh, I'm excited for what's to come this year. I just thought I want to mention. Yeah, I, I am too. We've got some, some awesome things in store. We appreciate you guys and we will talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justatipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.